quick this morning with a big smile on my face. Cause I dreamed last night my Jaguars clawed their way through the AFC to first place. I got every single jersey, I watch every single game. I got a shiny season ticket now, so everybody at the stadium knows my name. Cause I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win, 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 win. I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win. I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win, 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 win. I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win. Can we sing it? It's the theme song. I might play this theme song like three motherfucking times on this song, on this podcast. I might play this three motherfucking times. Let me show, let me sing this song. I woke up early. Wait, I can't even say the lyrics. Hold on, hold on. I woke up quick this morning with a big smile on my face. Cause my team, I dreamed of the Jaguars. They ran through the AFC to first place. I got every single jersey. I got every single. I forgot the lyrics. <laughs> all, all you really need to hear from this is I'm a Jags fan. And all I want to do is win, 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 win. Yeah. I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win. I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win, 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 yeah. Did y'all watch this game? Did y'all watch this game? (laughs) Did y'all watch this game? I'm sorry, I'm hyped. I'm hyped as a motherfucker. I'm hyped as a motherfucker. Hi, my name is Andre Moultrie with the JJC Podcast, Jacksonville Jaguars Country Podcast. And this is your host, Andre Moultrie. I might have said that shit two, three times. I don't give a fuck. But let me tell you something. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat, repeat, beat the Los Angeles Chargers. In convincing fashion, 38 to 10. 38 to 10. Do you hear that? 38 to 10. You know what I would like to hear? I, if, if, you know, I wanted to do push-ups every time the announcer said, oh, I feel for Herbert. He's missing Keenan Allen. This is so important about Keenan Allen. Oh, my God. It's Keenan Allen. Oh, my God. It's Keenan Allen. I was doing push-ups every single time this man said, I'm missing Keenan Allen. Oh, my God. Justin Herbert is missing Keenan Allen. Oh, he's missing his center. You know that we got a rookie center? We got a rookie center starting. You know what I didn't hear from these announcers who I deemed to see and say, hey, could you give us some motherfucking credit? I was tired of the Justin Herbert pandering. The Justin Herbert 
pandering. And I love Justin Herbert. You know, I love Justin. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. But I'm tired of the motherfucking pandering. They put this man as godsend, right? The man has never made a motherfucking playoff. In a, in my opinion, he's in the same boat as Trevor Lawrence. He got something to prove, don't he? He got something to prove. I know he had the little rib issue. But the way he was slinging that goddamn ball didn't look like it hurt too bad. And you know what's the crazy part? Because I really paid attention to the announcers in this game. So at halftime, the Chargers... You know, they, the the announcer was talking. It's like, did he? You know, is he in major pain or uh, uh, is is something wrong? Did he get an injection? You know what the charger said? No, he didn't get an injection. He didn't get one. And why would he? And let's let's talk. Why would he? We had the ball for almost a whole fucking quarter more than the Chargers. That's why he didn't. He barely got on the field like that. We disturbed their rhythm. Why would he need one? He was barely on the motherfucking field. We held the ball for 38 minutes. They had it for 21 minutes. I'm just rounding down. I'm not putting this fucking seconds involved. That's a whole quarter. We had the ball for a whole entire quarter more than the Chargers. We had the ball more. I just wish that the announcers gave a little more credit to what the Jaguars did out there. And I didn't feel that. Watching the game, I didn't feel that at all. I felt it was a pandering party for Justin Herbert. And then I had to hear the excuse of, you know, he's missing Keenan Allen and he's missing. I had to hear that constantly. And as a person that's listening and watching the game, I don't want to hear that shit. We know that shit. We knew that shit before game time. We knew that shit. We don't want to hear that shit. You got your ass beat. You tell... Hey, the same way I hold Trevor Lawrence accountable when bullshit happens, even though it wasn't his fault. Last year, his rookie year, as a fan and a a devout fan of this team, a person that watches every single game, I held Trevor Lawrence accountable for some of the plays that wasn't his fault. Yeah, his line didn't block. Yeah, his receivers ran the wrong route on some of the occasions. Some of the balls weren't accurate. But I held Trevor Lawrence accountable because guess what? When you tell me that he's the franchise guy, the responsibility, I said ability, responsibility lies on him. And it's not fair. It's not fair. The quarterback gets the blame. The quarterback gets the glory. That's a part of the NFL. The NFL is designed today for skilled players, not the old physical nature of football that I grew up and watched. A physical team could out-finesse a finesse team. Today, you need skilled players. Yeah, you need skilled players. Shout out to Trent Bulky because he understood that. He said, let me get skilled players. Fuck all this other shit. Let's get guys that can get the ball in space and make something happen. 
How many times in this game did we see Zay Jones get the ball in space, turn a one yard into a six or a seven or eight yard gain? I saw it well enough. Now that I got that out the way, I want to give a special and a special shout out to Jerry Brown of the Jaguars Let's Go Facebook group. And I want to give a special shout out to him because he takes the time out of his day to stream the game in his Facebook group. I really want to give a special thanks to him. If you're a Jag fan and you aren't a fan of his group, I would advise you to join the group. It's a pretty damn good group. Fans that actually talk about the Jags and no trolling. I hate the trolls. There's no trolls in there. They do a great job monitoring that type of stuff. I watched the game in that group. And we were all excited. And it was a beautiful game to watch. Domination from start to finish. I said last week that the Jaguars played a perfect game. I got to revise that. (laughs) This was a literal perfect game. And I mean perfect in the fact that I'm going to say zero penalties from the offensive line. That same offensive line that had, um, what's his name, Khalil Mack? Khalil Mack was on that. Yeah, Khalil Mack. Didn't hear from him much. Now, Joey Bosa went down in the game in the first ha- first half. He was he got hurt. He didn't come back. I hope he is well. I don't wish serious injury on anyone. I don't. But the offensive line was flawless. When I made this prediction of this team winning eight or nine games, I thought, okay, I predicted that, man, we got the Redskins, the Colts, the Chargers. We should be two and one. Two and two end in the month. If we can steal one. This was a game we stole, but we also lost a game that I believe we should have won with the Redskins, who looked atrocious against the Eagles. And speaking of the Eagles, guess who we play next week? The Philadelphia Eagles. But I don't want to get to them because I watched the Eagles game earlier. And it was pure domination on poor little Carson Wentz. He had no hope. He had no chance. The team looked lost offensively. And that's what the Eagles are going to do. Because guess who's going to be checking Christian Kirk next week? Yeah, Darius Slay. He's going to be trying to follow him. But outside of that point. Let's get back to this Charger game. Zero penalties from the offensive line. They gave great protection to Trevor Lawrence. Now, sometimes he did have a little pressure in his face. But this is where, if you're my franchise guy, I expect you to be franchised. And let's talk about Trevor Lawrence being franchise. Trevor Lawrence was 28 of 39, 262 yards and three touchdowns. 
That is what I expect from my franchise quarterback. The only issue I had in this game is red zone efficiency. And that's something that I believe that by midseason will not be much of a problem because Dougie P is an extraordinary people person. And a person like that can turn some shit around quickly. Look at what he's look at how much this team has improved from game one to game three. Normally, if we had a new coach, it takes about half of a season, right? By three games, you kind of see the identity of this team. And it is run first. And it is on James Robinson and ETN. What a great combo. And I also want to see ETN do the direct snaps. I want to see him do that in the red zone a lot more. I hope they do that again in the red zone. I like that play call. Even though they only did one play call up the middle and it got a couple yards and set up the score. But I want to see them do that again. The Chargers ran for 26 yards. The Chargers didn't get their first first down into 12:34 in the second quarter. Can you can I repeat that? This is what the defense did. The Chargers didn't get their first first down into 12:34 in the second quarter. Justin Herbert Justin Herbert the chosen one they call him the one that NFL is trying to big up as the next guy he's the next one right hasn't made a playoff yet excellent thrower of the football can't deny that but hasn't made a playoff yet because that's the next goal for Justin Herbert's career Trevor Lawrence's trajectory he's the chosen one right he just has to get better. Have we not seen improvement? I have. I have. And it was really quick, which makes me believe that he may have that ability, that elevator roster. Trevor Lawrence may have that ability to elevate a roster. Because sometimes when I look at a franchise quarterback, I want to see if they can elevate a roster. I saw it in Josh Allen about mid-second year. I saw it in Josh Allen. We kind of saw it in Patrick Mahomes kind of early as well. We saw it in Lamar Jackson in his second season as well. Guess whose second season it is? It's Trevor Lawrence's, and it looks quite clear that his team, he has them, and that's good. That is good. That is great to hear. Zay Jones had 10 catches for 85 yards. When has Zay Jones ever been used in this manner? He's going to have a career high in a number of things. Christian Kirk as well. Remember when we signed Christian Kirk? I remember people when we signed Christian Kirk. And I'm not just talking about Jag fans here. I'm talking about the media. 
when we signed Christian Kirk, you know what they said? Oh, you're overspending. The Jags overspend like always. They spend all this money on these people, and they don't do a goddamn thing. A goddamn thing. Christian Kirk should never get that money because look at how he looked with Kyler Murray. He was not the number one option. Who? How dare you think he's a number one option? A touchdown in every game so far and about 80 yards every game so far. I don't think 80 yards, but about 70 every game. He's at about 70 yards every game. And a touchdown. Look at how they use him in the bunch formations. Look at how they use him when he, he's going across, when he's doing a crossing route. They use him deep. They move him around. They give him short routes. They give him intermediate routes. They send him deep. I don't know who's better right now, Press Taylor or Mike Caldwell. I really don't know who's better right now for this Jags team, and I'm happy that I'm having a debate about that. The Jaguars defense. Early in the first half, I love the play calling of utilizing the run of James Robinson and ETN very early in the game, being very physical. I loved it. I fucking loved it. If we can continue to have balance like that, you know what the Jags did? You want to know what the Jags did? 262 yards passing, 151 yards rushing. That's how you win. That's how you win. I think I said it. Justin Herbert had his lowest total first quarter in his career with 22 yards. I saw it in the Colts game. Control the clock. Make sure your offense gets a rhythm on the field with short and intermediate passes and pound the ball with James Robinson and hit him with screens from ETN and hit him inside with ETN too sometimes because he's the change of pace running back. This is the second game they've done that and it's two straight victories. Now week one, we we criticized the team because they did not run the ball and they shied away from the ball. What did Doug Peterson say? I'm going to run the ball more. He's run the ball more. We have two straight victories. And we end that atrocious road losing streak. It's over now. Guess who's coming to town? Well, guess who's coming? Guess who's going to Philadelphia? And guess what they do? They run the ball too. (laughs) They run the ball. We run the ball. We're going to have an entertaining game. This is a test of this team because the Eagles were a playoff team last year. They're going to be our hardest game of this young season, and we're going to get a real test. If we beat them, then you st- then you, then you really got something. You got something boiling in that pot, and that pot... We know what happens when a team gets confident. 
And one thing I like about this team early that I had a criticism about the 2017 team because everybody always compares the 2017 team. Well, not everybody, but pretty early people are saying, man, this defense is like the 2017 defense. It's pretty early. You know what I did not like about the 2017 team and the reason why I believe we did not go to the Super Bowl? We were bullies. We were bullies. When teams punched us, we did not have our left hook or a signature punch to beat the good teams. That's the one thing that was missing from the 2017 team. Now, if Allen Robinson was healthy, maybe we had it. And I want to say that about the defense. I'll give you an example. We punched the Steelers, right? We punched them pretty early. Why the hell was that game close? The game should have never been that close in that playoff game. But we played relaxed because we punched them early because we... The defense was getting turnovers and things like that, but they were concerned more about swag. We got to have swagger. You know what I like about this 2022 defense pretty early? They don't give a fuck about none of that. They look hungry, trying to prove a point that they need to be here. I want to, I want to, I want to, I heard this and I, I, last year we got 16 points off of turnovers all season. All season, 16 points off of turnovers. We have currently, I don't know because it might have changed. We have, as far as I know so far, 27 points off turnovers in three fucking games. This defense don't give a fuck about swagger. They give a fuck about making a point to win. That is the one thing that I see from this team. That I didn't see from that 2017 team. And I hope that that light keeps shining. Because you can beat a number of teams with that. You've seen the 2017 team. And this is the one thing I did not appreciate about the 2017 team. Let's say they make a play. They had to brag about it. They had to get a 15-yard penalty. Because they got an interception. And they want to go in the quarterback's face and talk shit. Now we got a 15-yard penalty, and poor Blake Bortles, that did not have the best offense in the world, has to go out there and do something with that. Too many penalties from that 2017 team. This team, can I take, can I, can I partake you in zero penalties? I'm going to say it's zero, and I'm going to tell you why. Now, we had two penalties in the whole fucking game. One, it didn't even matter. The fucking game was over. And the other one was a false start on Christian Kirk. That's all the penalties we had in the fucking game. The key to becoming a great team is discipline. This team is learning to have discipline by the third game of the season. What is Dougie P doing? He knows how to read a room and he knows his team. Good job, coaching staff. Great job, coaching staff. The balance is there. It doesn't look like he takes it away. 
he has been consistent with that. We've gotten eight quarters of what he said he was going to do, and we are doing it. So it ain't changing no time soon. And that, my friends, is beautiful. Trevor Lawrence has improved. These, these first three games of the season, he's improved. He looks like he gets it. He gets it. I like things where, and I've seen a couple plays in this game that I want to talk about. On his touchdown to Zay Jones, he scrambled out of the pocket. But what I liked was he kept his body. He kept his technique. And he was looking down the field. And he threw an accurate pass to Zay Jones. The accuracy issues that I felt like plagued him last year in the game one, it's not as much. It is not as much at all. These past two games, he's been a lot more accurate. And I don't know if it's because they're getting him in rhythm with the short passing game and calming his nerves down with the run game. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is those things. Or maybe it's the practice. It's the repetition. It's it's the coaching staff making sure it's staying on them. Like, hey, take the underneath. You don't have to make the big play. You don't have to be superstar. The point is to win the fucking game. You win the game, you get the glory. Back in the 90s, back in the 80s, quarterbacks were judged by winning. They weren't judged by, all. Oh, they can make all these fucking stats. They were judged by winning. Because if you saw some of the quarterback stats that you deem as the GOAT or the greatest during that time, you look at their numbers and you'd be like, if you are a modern fan and you don't study the game or understand how it was played back then, you would say, oh, they ain't better than such and such. You would say that. Troy Aitman is in the Hall of Fame. Because he wanted to win. He didn't give a fuck how you did it. He wanted to win. And they used the run game to set up the pass. But, I mean, it was built. Trayman wanted to win. He was the number one pick. He wanted to win. He was judged by winning. We judge our quarterbacks by winning. You get to prove it in the playoffs. But you got to get there first. And we got to see Trevor Lawrence when he gets there. But that's further down the road because I believe he's going to eventually get to the playoffs and he's going to show us what he's about. But in his young career so far, he's starting to get it. And that's something that, as Jag fans, we should be happy about. Not saying he won't have bad games. But if he consistently, for eight quarters, for eight quarters, has he turned the ball over? The offense doesn't kill themselves. The offense doesn't kill themselves. And that is the true definition of a great team. When New England had their dynasty, you knew you knew this. You knew they weren't going to beat themselves. They were going to be disciplined. They were going to make the solid tackle. They didn't give a fuck about the glory. They didn't give a fuck about the fame. All they wanted to do was win the game. <laughs> oh, you heard you like that. But that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to win the game. What I saw today, they wanted to win the game. And what I liked the most, they didn't let up. They didn't let Justin Herbert just do his little garbage yards and, oh, he had a great game. 
they kept the foot on their neck and let them know, hey, no, we win in this game. Doug Peterson didn't have to go for it on fourth down. He went for it on fourth and one. I want to talk about that play. Because on fourth and one, you would think fourth and one, third quarter, we're winning the game. You could punt the ball. Doug Peterson looked at his team like, go back out there and make this shit work. Jaguars offensive line. The slight hesitation for that James Robinson 50-yard run when the linebackers, the people on the inside that was supposed to be outside, when he did the little cutback and they saw it was a hole inside. And that's where the linebacker went to plug it up. Guess what? He just went to the outside. The line, Once the lineman pulled, he hit the blocker. It was a wrap. It's stuff like that that we love to see. That's stuff like that that makes us feel like this team is special. The team is well coached. The example of a good coach team is penalties and effectiveness on third down. 8 of 15 on third down. I'll take it. Rushing first downs, 8, 16, passing first downs, balance. Balance. And the most beautiful part about it is we have a rookie center and we gave up no sacks with a Khalil Mack who led the NFL in sacks. Shout out to the tackles, the guards. Shout out to the tackles because you got to check these motherfuckers. Khalil Mack is a menace. He was not a menace in this game. He was not one bit. And again, no turnovers, not shooting yourself in the foot. Mike Caldwell, after that touchdown that he gave up to Mike Williams, he said, no, we're not doing this again. We're not doing this again. And I love that he, he kept two people on him. He had one person underneath and one person over top. You're not doing that, Herbert. Throw to somebody else. And then we had to hear the announcer. Uh, this is a moment where he needs Keenan Allen. This is a moment. This is a moment where he needs Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen would be able to get a first down. This is the moment. You know, one bit we didn't hear that Shaquille Griffin was out the game. Our best corner. Now, some people will argue he's not our best corner. It's Tyson Campbell. And I wouldn't I wouldn't say a damn word if you said that. But I'm going to give it to Shaquille Griffin because he's tender. And he does his job. I mean, he gives up a mistake here and there, but he does his job. It's We didn't hear that not once. We didn't hear, oh, they had an injury on 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 um on Jacksonville. Jacksonville had an injury. Nobody we didn't hear that at all. We didn't hear that not one bit. Not one bit at all. We didn't hear that. But the announcer, you listen to these announcers for this Chargers game. I swear you not, you would have thought they were Charger fans. I heard more about the Chargers than I heard about the Jacksonville's dominance of this team on both sides of the ball. And it was quite sad. Only issue I had is red zone efficiency. Too many field goals. That's it. And I think that's going to get corrected because so far, Doug Peterson as a head coach has shown me these 
early in the season that when something needs to be correct, he's aware enough and he makes changes. I don't have to wait 10 games like other coaches. The whole 2017 season, because that was the only season that we were somewhat good in the past decade. I had each and every single fucking game. I had to talk about penalties. They need to stop penalties. They really need to stop penalties. And did they ever stop penalties? No. And then we got in the championship game and penalties and stuff hurt us. That is what I love about this team so far. That is what I love. I love the fact that Devin Loy is a rookie and he knows somewhat what he's doing. And he's excited. You can you can see that sense the energy from this team. He's excited. This team is excited to play. Tyson Campbell is excited. They are excited. And Mike Codwell, I give him a special thanks because this defense is a lot different. It's a lot different. And I like the fact that he makes adjustments quick like he did in this game with Mike Williams, which could have got ugly if he just kept it like that because Justin Herbert would have just kept throwing over Tyson Campbell. Because guess what? Mike Williams is 6'4". And has blazing speed, and you don't want Tyson. Tyson Campbell isn't even close to him. He put the ball at the highest point. Tyson Campbell will have a hard time trying to defend that without getting a pass interference. Do your job. The Jags did their job. The Jags are 2-1. and one. The Jags are first place in the AFC South. What did Andre 3000 say? The South got something to say. Well, the Jaguars got something to say. We're already 1-0 in the division. We're already 1-0 in the division. We beat the Colts. On the 16th, we play the Colts again. The Colts today, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, looking the road, let's look at that AFC West that I was so scared about. Because when I first did the predictions, I looked at the AFC West and I was like, ooh, ooh, man, why we got to play the AFC West? (laughs) That's what I said when I first saw it. But now let's look at it. We beat the Chargers. Kansas City is beatable. Kansas City is beatable. Let's keep everything in front of them. Very similar to Justin Herbert. We got the corners to check their receivers. That's a winnable game. That looks winnable. If we can play like this, that's a winnable game. The Oakland Raiders are inconsistent. I've watched them. I have some of their players on my fantasy team. They look beatable now. If we can play like this, Doug Peterson, what I what I and I, I I'm gonna make this comparison. Last year, the Eagles and Doug Peterson and the Jaguars, very similar situations. Very similar. What I respected about the Eagles, who we're going to play next week, they had a formula, and once they found it out, they used that to win games. They didn't give a fuck about going to the draft or anything like that. They used the run game because that was their strength. We're starting to figure out what our strength is, and we've used it 
two times in a row, and we're 2-0. We dominate the clock. We've dominated time of possession the past two games. We didn't dominate time of possession when we played Washington and we lost. We run the ball, we're physical, and we use that, and we set it up for the pass. We have done that twice, and we have won. We need to continue to run the fucking ball. Period. Let's go with that. Devin Loy, beautiful job. Um... Smoot got a fumble on a Herbert hit that, quite frankly, I was like, damn, that must have hurt it if your ribs is hurting like that. But it didn't even matter. First quarter, and this is where I was like, this is where I'm like, all right, this is why I like what I'm seeing. It's third and one. Now, normally third and one, you know, Jaguars the past couple years have been pretty Terrible on against stopping the run. They really have. Third and one, they give the ball to Eckler. And the beautiful job is the safeties in the corner set the edge. So Eckler has to go back. He can't go. He has to stretch it. And as he stretches it, he doesn't get a yard. That type of discipline. It's what I love to see from this team. They were forced to punt, and they never really had a chance. I watched Josh Allen, Tavon Walker, that defensive line, cause havoc. They would almost get there, but not quite which is fine to a quarterback like Justin Herbert who doesn't want to get hit. Just get close enough. There's a number of times where Josh Allen may have tapped the ball, maybe touched him, and Justin Herbert just kind of got like, ugh, and threw the ball, and it was a little too high. Those type of details matter. They say football is a game of itchings. I mean, I said itchings. <laughs> inches that's what you supposed to do that's how you play winning football Doug Peterson yeah I mean anybody that's hating on Trent Bulky right now because I I buried that a long time ago once he signed Christian Kirk and when I saw what he did in the draft I said okay let's see and when he signed Doug Peterson he got a grown man in the room I said, oh, Trent Bulky want to win. He ain't, he ain't with that development shit. He want to win. He, he, ain't, he ain't sitting here talking about we need to draft and get one or two free agents and hope it works so we can tank and get another pick. No, he wasn't on that shit. He like, man, I'm trying to win. We got a generational quarterback. Let's get him some talent. Let's see how talented he is. Let's not look around and think, oh, we need to get him players. That's how you know a guy's good, quite honestly. Cleveland did it with Baker Mayfield. When they gave him OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and the best offensive line in the league, and he sucked. We got to get rid of you. You're the, you're, the, you're the problem. We gave you everything you needed. 
offensively. We shouldn't be struggling. If you're, if you're that good, we shouldn't be struggling. Now, Trevor Lawrence ain't get that much, and we see the results. Trevor Lawrence looked good. He looks accurate. He looks a lot more confident. And I do like, I would like to see him move around more, which I think will happen more as this team begins to gel more. Also, they're doing the same thing with Tua. They're getting them, got them players. They say, okay, we're going to see how good you is, Tua, because if you suck this year, guess what? We, we kind of know now. We got you Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. You got weapons. Got to do something. Kind of the same thing with Trevor. And it's a contrast of night and day from last year. He's going to pass by the... By by six games this year, he's going to have more than 12 touchdowns. By six games this year, he's going to have more than 12 touchdowns. Last year, he had 12 touchdowns, I believe. 12 touchdowns, 17 enters, something like that. He's not going to get close to 17 enters because the coaching staff is not going to do that to him. They're going to put him in situations where he's not going to be throwing those type of passes. You can see it right now. He's not going to be doing that. And I think Trevor Lawrence is buying into that. He's definitely buying into that. And that's beautiful to see. We're 2-1. and one. We beat the Chargers. That AFC West don't look as, as mighty. Denver has been struggling offensively. Oakland has been struggling offensively and defensively. Tennessee just beat Oakland. That AFC West don't look like it no more. I thought that might be the hardest conference to get through. That don't look like it now. It's amazing how when people play, you get to see the truth. Ain't no paper champions. Let's look at the AFC South. Why don't you? We already beat the Colts, so we want to know. Can we not beat the Texans? I think we can beat the Texans. (laughs) <laughs> have you seen anything from um the Titans that doesn't make them beatable? And the one thing that we got that the rest of the AFC South teams do not have is a franchise quarterback. Tannehill's not a franchise quarterback. He's their franchise current quarterback, but they don't have the future there. We already seen Tannehill last year and a couple years. He's had great records. And when they need him the most, he does not deliver. Nah, he's not a bad quarterback. He's a veteran, good quarterback. Matt Ryan, he's older. The Colts are patching it up. They remind me of um, Arizona before they drafted Kyler Murray. They get a whole bunch of quarterbacks because they had decent weapons, and they're like, hey, Get us to 10 and 6 and let's make the playoffs. I mean, do you believe in the Colts? I mean, they're a good team. They were the favorites in my eyes to win the AFC South. But we already beat them once. And we got them on October 16th. And we can beat them again. This division's up for grabs. And we are in the driver's seat. We are in the driver's seat. And that feels good. It feels real good. Because you can't stop this rain. (laughs) 
the future look bright. If it's looking like this, the future looks bright. That's it for me on this podcast. When you get a chance, check out the merch at www.jjcpodcast.com if you want a mug from the podcast to support. Also, please listen and rate the podcast. It's on Google, Spotify, Apple. Yeah, it's on Google, Spotify, Apple, and a number of other places that I don't really know. (laughs) And also, if you want to listen to this podcast on the website, check out www.twominutehuddle.com where you can listen to this podcast. Everybody, have a great night. I want to thank everybody that takes a listen to this podcast. I'm thankful from the top of my heart. And have a good night and a great week. And we are 2-1 and and we are on motherfucking top of the division. And can't nobody, nobody take that away from us. (laughs) I'm so happy. Bye.